Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. The first thing that I did want to show you is an interesting technique that I like to use with trend lines either on resistance or support. Um, so you guys can check this out. So notice here what I'm doing. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Today's episode is produced in partnership with TrendSpider. Get scanning, charts, backtesting, and alerts all in one place with TrendSpider. Go to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com to get an exclusive discount code and bonuses worth over $100 when you take your free trial at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey everybody, Jake here with TrendSpider to go over some charts into the second half of the week. This is going to be a little different of a video. I am kind of going to go freestyle here. I don't have any charts set up. I've kind of just got charts from yesterday and I haven't really checked them out yet. And so you guys can kind of see how I just go through the charts and do this on a daily basis. So the first thing that I did want to show you is an interesting technique that I like to use with trend lines either on resistance or support. Um, so you guys can check this out. So notice here what I'm doing. So I've got our first support trend line starting at this candle's body, right? So the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to clone this. So I'm on a Mac. So I'm just pressing command and pulling this down. And then I'm going to start another trend line here right at the body of this candle. Now what I'm going to do next is I'm going to clone this again and I'm going to connect the, the wick to the next wick, which is right here. So I'm essentially connecting this wick right here to this wick right here. Now it's not perfect, but notice something that happens here. We have this area where price action has respected these areas incredibly well. If you look at this particular line right here, notice exactly where we opened and exactly where we bottomed here on June 15th before reversing. And then finally, we can see that the price action did actually break down through these areas. So technically, you know, the daily chart has really broken down here, at least, at least from this perspective. Now, you know, this is a classic way to flush people out before the reversal. Um, you know, I'm personally looking at the fact that, you know, the VIX, as much as it was up today, we have seen the VIX up a lot more on down days like this. So um, generally, I like to look at the VIX as an overall indication of, okay, is this really, you know, is this really a bearish uh, setup or is this more or less just kind of a pullback in an uptrend? So if we go to VIX, we'll see something interesting here, right? We'll see that, you know, this would uh, be possibly uh, bearish for VIX, which would be it or excuse me bullish for VIX which would be bearish for the market you can kind of see this uh, inverse head and shoulders forming here and what I did here simply just using the polyline I want to highlight this left shoulder I want to highlight this head and I want to highlight this shoulder here so what I do is I'm just clicking click click 
click, click up here, click here, and then I do my thing there. Now in order to stop this uh, continuous line, I just press enter, and there we go. We've got a very loosely kind of uh, looking inverse head and shoulders here. Obviously, I can go back and kind of uh, make this a little cleaner. Let's say I want to kind of make this a little uh, you know, less lopsided. I can do that pretty easily here. So this is something that's really fun to play around with. You can use this for you know, identifying waves. You can use it for a possible uh, kind of future price action um, tool. So for example, let's say that I think it's going to go here, then here, then here, and then just rip up. I can do that as well. So there's a lot of ways you can use this polyline tool. One of the cool things about this is if I double click and I wanted to make this line linear, I just unsmooth it and notice these lines become straight. So that's a little bit of a hack on TrendSpider you can have fun with and you can really create some pretty cool works of art using this. So um, looking at the VIX now, you know, we do have this kind of inverse head and shoulders forming and we'll just have to see if uh, this continues into the rest of the week. Um, Thursdays are notorious, at least the last couple months, for uh, pretty hard moves to the upside just with the job numbers, uh, but we'll just have to see what happens. So let's go back to the next one, the Qs, and we'll see what's going on here. Uh, what I have here is pretty much the same channel that I've created um, the last couple days, and, and really, sometimes when you're going over charts, if if nothing has changed, if the status quo is the same, i.e. the price action is within this channel, there's really no reason for me to change anything. The price action is still within this range that it has been for um, literally a couple months now. So the fact that we do have this uh, kind of perfect test of this previous support, it just goes to show you guys it is really important sometimes to use these different techniques drawing trend lines, not with one trend line, but with two. Notice here the technique is simply just taking this wick, connecting it to this wick, and then taking this wick, connecting it to this wick, and you can see how well this respected this price action here on June 10th. Same thing here, I took this wick and this wick, just extended them out, they're pretty much parallel, and you can see how well the price action has respected these areas over the last couple months. So um, really not an exciting chart on QQQ, but sometimes you don't need an exciting chart. I mean, sometimes a couple lines is really going to tell you what's going on in the market. So if I were to uh, possibly want to know when the price breaks to the upside or the downside, you can always go ahead and create this uh, alert with sensitivity and notice what happens. I don't need to have a second trend line. All I need is this sensitivity to be increased, and then I'm able to increase my margin of error around that line. Let's say that I want to be alerted when the 10-minute candle closes with anywhere within this purple uh, zone. And just a heads up, the UPS driver just pulled up, and I'm sure my dogs are going to go crazy. Uh, so just uh, warning there. And then you know we can we can change the alert name to whatever uh, support below. Maybe we also want to know when the price actually breaks through this line we want to make sure we define that within the criteria as well. And then let's say we want to know, you know, after 10 days have passed when that happens. So now notice here, I don't have to have that extra line. I simply have this area above and let's do the same thing for, uh, excuse me, this area below, let's do the same thing above. We can pretty much just delete this line, create an alert on this line that then allows us to increase the zone. And now it's a margin of error rather than using two different trend lines and just making this more of a highlighter 
than a pencil. Same thing, I want to know when the price breaks through or touches this area. We'll name this resistance above, and we will choose the expiration for 10 days. So if the price action does not break through this area or this area within 10 days, you know the alert will expire, and we can reset that if we'd like to. Um, my guess is price action staying within this area and for 10 more days would be pretty fascinating. I don't see it happening, but who knows? It could. We could just literally continue right in this zone, and none of, none of these alerts will go off. So we'll just have to see what happens. Going into IWM, this gives us an idea of kind of what's going on with the small caps. You can see that literally this uh, this technique of using the two trend lines really worked well. I'm simply just, uh, there's the UPS driver, uh, simply uh, connecting this wick to this wick, extending it, and looky here. Price action literally respected this area to the T. Same thing as well. We can easily go in, create that alert. I want to know when the price breaks down through this area, and I want to know when the 10-minute price breaks down. Because if I have the daily price, that means I have to wait for the end of the day to get the alert. And if I'm swing trading and then intraday kind of exiting or entering a position, then I need to um, I need to know before the daily candle closes. So that's why we click the 10 minute here. We'll name this support below and we'll do the same thing. Expires in 10 days. And now I don't necessarily need to watch the chart into tomorrow. I'm setting these alerts so the system is actually watching these areas for me. Uh, let's say that something crazy happens and we do continue up in the next couple weeks. Um, you know, same thing, create an alert here. Whenever the price breaks through or touches anywhere within this zone, we will be alerted. So same thing, we wanna know when the 10 minute candle touches this area because even if you're a swing trader and you're trading, let's say, even the weekly chart, you still have to exit on some type of time frame, and it's likely not going to be on the weekly. So uh, using this uh, shorter term time frame really gives you some flexibility, even if you are a swing trader or a position trader. Going into the alert, we'll just name it resistance above. 10 days have passed. Uh, I would be really shocked if we got up uh, to this level in 10 days, but hey, uh, everyone thought 300 on SPY was impossible as well back in April, and look where we are now. So, uh, Pretty much I am set up now on all of these different charts and I don't have to go and stare at the charts all day tomorrow. I know what my levels are and this is really kind of uh, an example of what Brian Shannon and I will be talking about on Sunday. Some of the ways that we get prepared into the week ahead or the day forward. So um, you know, make sure to check that out on Sunday. We'll be doing a virtual happy hour so make sure to bring a nice cold beer with you. And uh, we'll be uh, doing a cheers at the beginning to get this show started off. Going into XBI, this is one that has really been fascinating. And the thing that I want to mention here is simply look at this resistance line. I mean, this is tested multiple times. It started here. And then we've got almost a test here. And then we've got one, two, three, and then finally breakthrough. And what happens? This area acts as a perfect level of support below after uh, it was resistance for quite some time. And if you look here, sure, you know we got close on this candle and this candle, but we did not actually hit this line. That's why you throw in the sensitivity, and all of a sudden, if you look here, we would have now been able to capture that price action without having to be right on the money with it. So really, using this sensitivity gives you 
a lot of flexibility where you don't have to be right on the money. You just need to have a general idea. Um, so that is something that's really interesting. Notice here that I'm on log scale, and that's one cool thing about TrendSpider. Log, going on log and off log will actually change, obviously, the uh, price, uh, price scale, but it's also going to change the trend line. So as we turn this on log, you'll see this is slightly curved. And so if you have something like this, um, you know, let's say we draw it here. This is a pretty sharp move up. Notice how curved that becomes when we change it to log. So anytime you see some of these curved lines we're drawing, we're generally drawing them on, uh, on linear scale, changing it to log, and you can see how they curve like that. So there have been some really cool case studies of that. I think uh, Dan posted a really cool chart of QQQ on that last weekend. So um, that is the broad markets. My next process here, I'd like to go through FANG. So if you're watching the, the nightly chart sessions, notice how I generally have a, a process there. I'm looking at the broad markets and I'm generally throwing in gold or uh, silver and then I'm going right into FANG. So let's go into FANG, check out Facebook here. Um, you know, Talk about a great case study on raindrops not always working because there's nothing in the market that always works. This is a great example of this kind of uh, breakout here. We even had volume above the resistance line. And what happens? We have this huge move down uh, today with a lot of that volume actually focused near the bottom of the range. So my point here is if you see a raindrop breakout with volume supporting it, great. That's usually showing that buyers are in control. But does that mean you can go mortgage your whole house on the trade and go Forex leverage on it because it's 100% going to happen? Absolutely not. If you believe anything is 100% the market, you either um, you know haven't blown up your account yet or you're going to learn a really hard lesson because there's nothing in the market that is 100%, not even close. You can have people say, you know, my, my algorithm hit 99%. Well, yeah, maybe the algorithm did, but actually making that trade and dealing with your emotions along the way, that's a whole different story. So um, just wanted to point out an example of a raindrop not working because they don't always work and we're not here to say that they always do. So this was a great case study of seeing that volume above resistance and really not having the follow through. So, uh, you know, that is something I really wanted to highlight. If we do go to Apple, you'll see that we did have a, uh, a nice breakout a couple days ago. You had volume above this resistance zone and you had your continuation up. So this is an example of it, of it working very well. And there's been a lot of good case studies recently of that working. Um, if we go to Shop, I think Shop had a really good example of this too. I'm going to have to redraw the chart here. And this is actually a good case study on divergence, which I'll go to uh, go into in a second. But notice here, what I like to do is I like to identify the previous area of resistance, this previous high on May 26th, and notice what we had here, right? We had this really strong balloon, and we call it a balloon because it pretty much is a balloon. It looks like you know you just let go of the balloon, and it's kind of just moving up into uh, you know higher grounds. And so what you can see here is. Buyers were in control, you had your three-day continuation up. So that is another example of these really working well. Uh, one thing that I want to talk about, and this isn't really proprietary or anything to TrendSpider, but it is something to start looking at once the markets get overextended like this. I like to use the Williams percent range as an area or an indicator to kind of look for different levels of uh, divergence. 
Now, notice here, I have the Williams percent range 10. So every week we have five trading days. So the Williams percent range 10 is looking at the two week uh, Williams percent range and, and taking that into, the, into account in the oscillator. Now, if we go to the five, which would be the weekly, notice we had this really strong divergence here. And uh, you can see that divergence is simply, and you can see it a little differently here, because remember, this is the Williams percent range is going to change because when you're using raindrops, it essentially becomes a volume-based Williams percent range because it's taking into account those VWAP levels. Now, with a with a uh, regular candle, you can see how strong that negative divergence was, and then you can see here. So what I do is I start from this candle here. You can see that this is negative 2.4, and then so I want to start this here. So here we're hitting higher highs. But on the Williams percent range, we were hitting lower highs every single time. And so those types of inefficiencies don't happen a ton. They generally happen on overextended markets, whether they're on the upside or the downside. So this is something I like to use to try to find um, divergence. In this case, we didn't really have that on this downtrend. But in, in March, there was a lot of positive divergence here where you essentially had the opposite, right? You're hitting lower lows, but then you're hitting higher lows on the Williams percent range. In this case, we didn't have it. Um, but remember, sometimes you can mess around with the oscillators. I generally like to you know, do weekly. So remember, 10 would be two weeks because that's 10 trading days, i.e. two weeks. If we did 15, that's three weeks. So you can see here that in this case, we really didn't see that divergence. But if you look actually here, you know, we had a bigger level of divergence here. We hit uh, pretty much zero on the Williams percent range on May 20th. And then we hit negative 2.43 on this date on, uh, that was what, two days ago. So you can see we actually were diverging pretty much from May in this point. So this was short-term divergence we saw before, but now we can see that this divergence has been happening for a while now. And so is this going to be kind of the nail in the coffin, at least for this short-term move up? Who knows? But the next step in the process would be to start anchoring the VWAP here. So we've got the Alpha Trends anchored VWAP. Uh, I anchored it from this April 2nd low. Notice that it hasn't really been respected that much. So what I've also shown in the previous videos, and this is something Brian teaches as well, is really anchoring from a status quo change, i.e., this case, we had a huge flush. Everybody thought this was likely probably going to tank the next day. It didn't. So this is what I'd call kind of like a reset. And so I want to create another anchored VWAP here and look at how well the price action has respected that really for uh, you know a couple months at this point. So same thing. If we think the price action is uh, bearish in the future and we think we possibly could get a down move here, simply create an alert at this line. If you don't think we're gonna get maybe all the way down there, you can add your sensitivity zone, and then you're able to really capture a, a zone on the chart rather than a precise area. So same thing, maybe we wanna know when it breaks through, touches, or even bounces. Maybe we wanna know any three of these criteria hit. We can go to the 10 minute chart. We can change this to um, anchored view app below. And you know we can put it for 15 days, whatever whatever you want. Everyone's going to have a different time frame they're looking at. So for me, you know, if I was trading this, I don't really trade shop because the spreads are massive a lot of the time, and I just 
don't have time to try to snipe uh, snipe the uh, you know level two. Um, you know you can you can really see how you know how this this is respected at least uh, the price action respecting um, this this divergence and so. Um, like I said, some people may anchor the view app from here, and then that could easily be your target below too. So there's a lot of ways to anchor, but remember, generally you want to anchor from you know a bottoming point or a previous area that's tested the view app. So instead of this one, you know this would probably be the one I would personally choose right here. And then we can see, you know, all right, price action could possibly break down there. Maybe we don't want to add any sensitivity. Maybe we just want an exact price hit here. We can go all the way to the left. Let us know when the price breaks down through this area. Same thing, 10-minute chart, 10, uh, 10 days have passed. And all of a sudden, we now have two alerts. In case the first one breaks down, we have another one to catch us below. So um, that's an example of you know using the platform if you were maybe bearish rather than bullish. Um, the platform can always be used whatever trading style you have. It's not just only for bulls, only for bears. Anybody can use this, whether, you know, whether you're even an investor. I mean, you still have to know where you want to buy. And generally, uh, that visual um, aspect of the chart gives you a much better idea of what's going on rather than just looking at you know, earnings reports. You still have to know what's a good buy and what's not. And generally, you know, the chart will help you with that. So um, that is shop. Let's go into another one. Let's go into Spotify. This is probably one of my favorite charts here. Um, not really, there's no divergence here. That's not why I brought it up. The reason I brought it up was because look at this, uh, this FIB. I mean, I was shocked when I saw this. So what I have here is A, this is the start of the measured move. This is B, this is the end of the measured move. And notice how perfectly the price tested this area above. I mean, literally almost to the T. So, I mean, literally to the T. I don't think, yeah, okay, maybe we missed it by a couple cents. Let's really zoom in there. Uh, we missed it by literally like 40 cents. So what do we do? Create an alert at this line. We add some sensitivity. We would have been easily able to capture that without having to be right on the money with the 1.618. So uh, just wanted to point this out because, you know, at this point, Fibonacci levels are really the only way to go. You don't have any upside levels of previous uh, price discovery. So you really have to use these fibs. And this is something I really didn't even understand, um, let's say even a year ago. And uh, Tarek Saab and JC Peretz were really the ones who used fibs and a genius way and they were the ones I really looked at to uh, you know kind of learn more about how these extensions work and ever since I learned from them it has been incredible so uh, big shout out to you guys for helping me with that that's been really something that's really helped my uh, at least upside targets and so if we go to like something like zoom you'll see zoom has really respected these areas as well if we go and look at all of these different extensions I mean zoom just won't stop we have to now add a 4.618 extension for the next one, and we're almost there already. And you can see every extension has been almost perfect resistance or support. Notice how you know our initial uh, previous high did act as resistance, then support. And then once we moved up, we pulled right back down to this level and then rocketed right up to the 2.618, literally almost to the T. 
pulled right back down to the 1.618 and then ripped right almost perfectly to the 2.618 again. What happens next? We missed the 3.618 by a few uh, dollars and then finally tested again over here. And now, you know, the question is, are we literally going to test the 4.618 here? If we do, wow, congrats Longs who held through this. I still can't believe I sold this at just, oh, I, was, I clearly wasn't, wasn't uh, thinking right. But at the same time, you know, this is a pretty epic move up. Uh, you really don't get this type of move too often. But when you have something that really changes the whole way people do business and, and add a whole new uh, kind of virtual perspective to business, this is something that's really going to uh, to benefit from that. So that is Zoom. Really brought this up just simply based on those Fib levels and using those .618 extensions. So um, let's see, what's another one to look at? Let's look at Fastly. Uh, that's I always do that. Right. F S L Y. Fastly is another one. Um, this is a cool example of the uh, anchored volume by price. So this was a really cool case study. Remember, we always want to anchor that volume by price. And this is really just anchoring in general, um, taught by Brian Shannon. Uh, I don't really, uh, I didn't really use anchoring before. I didn't even really know what it meant other than when I went boating. Uh, but now I know anchoring is really starting from a point in time where you've got a very big status quo change in the market. Status quo change here was our bottom in March of 2020. What a few week, uh, a few months ago. I was going to say a few weeks ago. That was definitely not right. And you can see, you know, since this period of time, notice what has happened. You've had these massive, uh, what I like to call launch pads or volume shelves um, that form. You can see the first one formed here. You had a massive amount of volume kind of accumulating here, and then this acted as a launch pad for price. We then moved up to the next area. You had a lot of shares kind of being distributed here to new buyers. A new launch pad or volume shelf was created, and this allowed price to move up to the next level. Now, notice what's happening here. We actually have more people starting to um, distribute their shares to new buyers. The question is, are these new buyers going to be enough to keep the price up here, or is this going to be kind of an area where people start to finally dump on on retail investors after all of this news about Joe Rogan and or no, oops, no, sorry, that's Spotify, this is Fastly. Um, this would be an example though, this pretty much looks very similar to Spot, but you can see here that essentially, you know, it's this thing has not stopped. So, so if we do launch up again, we have nothing to go off of. That's where you throw in the fibs, let's, you know, let's take this to here. And you'll see, what is that? That's the 4.618. Let's throw on the three point, the two and the three. 2.618 is uh, here. Oh, shocker. Where are we right now? Literally right at the 2.618 extension, almost to the T. And, uh, you know, you can't make this up. These become self-fulfilling prophecies. Enough people use these FIB extensions and they literally kind of make the market. So this is a really cool example, not only using that volume shelf as a potential area for price to catch a bid for the next leg up, but also using these FIB extensions to see you know, where price is respecting these areas. And in this case, 
you know, almost right on the money here. So from here, what happens? I don't know, but if uh, you know, if if the chart changes at all, um, I would be shocked. But this is where I go to the monthly chart, and you can see we've clearly just really broken out. I saw a presentation at the uh, Alpha Trends and All Star Charts. Uh, what was it? Symposium? No. Uh, All Star Charts and Alpha Trends uh, Chart Summit. And uh, what you could see is, um, I forgot who presented this. Uh, I think it was Kathy. I forgot her name. She's in Denver. But she did an incredible presentation on this. And, you know, what she mentioned is generally you've got, you know, the IPO stage, you've got a few different stages. You've got kind of this, this IPO stage where the, it, the IPO comes out, everyone's trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And then... Once you start breaking these previous highs from the IPO, i.e. this area right here, this is showing that bigger money is coming in. People have done their research, and like I said, this isn't, this isn't my information. This is Kathy's. She did the presentation on it. But you can see you know, this, new, this new kind of price discovery, this new price action comes in because new money is coming in. People start doing their research. People start looking at the overall market and, and can this be something that you know, changes the landscape of whatever industry they're in. And so this is really showing you know, big money starting to come in. This isn't just retail money. This is, this is uh, being supported by, by probably institutional transactions as well. And um, I really wish... Uh, I, it, that presentation may be on the internet. If I can find it, I, I'll definitely post it because it was one of the most fascinating things ever. I used to hate IPOs, and then once she explained it, it made so much sense. So um, this is an example of really that research phase and progress, people starting to really see the uh, opportunities here, and they're clearly buying. So um, notice as well, we have this huge chunk of volume here since the IPO that kind of created this massive launch pad in price. And uh, from there, we really just ripped way to the upside. So like I said, this can act as a shelf or kind of a launch pad. And that clearly is what happened here. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the Elite Membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Hopefully this video helped. It wasn't necessarily as organized as the other ones, but that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted you guys to kind of see how I generally just look at the charts at night and kind of my, my thought process. Uh, Mocha says uh, hello and good night to everybody, my dog. So uh, if you heard him barking, that was uh, who that was. And uh, everyone have a great night. We will see you on Sunday for the virtual happy hour. Make sure to check it out. We're going to go over a lot of different questions that, you know, uh, Brian and I will be answering kind of anywhere from our experience to our process to the mindset part of trading. So make sure to check that out. And uh, once again, Mocha says good night to everybody. And uh, we're signing off. Everyone have a good night and uh, we'll see you Sunday. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter, and I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. 
Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.